Hello, welcome to another episode of our podcast, The Due Time. And today, as I always do, I want to share with you concerning prayer. Um, I want to talk about prayer and I want to let you know that prayer is very important and prayer is something you cannot do without. Prayer is a powerful part of who we are, is what we do daily, is something that God expects of us, is something that God built us to do. Constant, consistent communication with God, with heaven, is required for a great life on earth. And we must understand this. We must know what prayer is. So, uh, prayer is your ability to communicate uh, with God, to communicate with the government of God, the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. Prayer is your ability to govern, your ability to connect in order to do what God expects you to do. So prayer is an ability given to man. Man has the ability to pray. And prayer is a communion with God. Prayer is done with words from the heart, is spoken, and things happen. So I'll talk about two modes of prayer, or two kinds of prayer, if you will, right now. Uh, talking with God, communing with God. What does that mean? What does it mean for us to talk to God? What do we do when we talk to God? Talking to God means we acknowledge He is, He exists, and He is able to hear us, and we are able to talk to Him. So we establish a line of communication between us and God, whereby we speak to Him and He hears us. So prayer in itself is a mode of worship. Because any act done that acknowledges God and lets God lets God be God and lets us be us in relation to God is an act of worship. Because in worship you are acknowledging God, who He is, you are uh, you are communicating with Him as God, and you as someone He created. And that's worship. So prayer is a form of worship whereby we communicate with God as God. We let him be God and we relate with him accordingly. So our conversation with God is based on who he is and who we are to him. So when we pray, we are worshiping God. We are acknowledging him when we are in a formal prayer. Or we are just having a conversation with him. All these are prayers. Whether we are asking or we are just having a conversation with him, we are acknowledging who he is, we are acknowledging who we are in relation to him. Uh, 
whenever we are communicating with God, there is a flow of communication, flow of words, flow of ideas, flow of thoughts, flow of instruction, you know, when we engage prayer. And prayer is not a one-way street. It's a two-way communication between God and us, whereby we speak, yes, he speaks, we hear, or vice versa. So God speaks, we hear him. We speak, he hears us. So when we speak, we expect feedback from God. When he speaks, he expects feedback from us. So prayer is not a one-way street. Prayer is a two-way communication between two people. And in this case, we are talking about God and us. So prayer is essentially a very powerful tool given to man to communicate with God. But prayer is not just between God and man. Prayer is not just between God and us, not just between God and his family. Prayer is a conversation. Prayer is a communication between two, minimum of two. It says, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there I am in their midst. If two of you shall agree concerning anything on earth, it shall be done for you in heaven. All right. So prayer is essential and prayer is done in many ways. So I want to talk about those ways. And uh, when you understand this, prayer should not be difficult for you again because people think except it is done in a particular way, it is not prayer. And when they don't do it that way, they have, uh, they have this idea that they are not praying. Of course, they are not praying because they are not praying at the way they think they should pray. But what they don't know is that you can pray in many different ways. And... That means that also, let, let me put it this way. You are different. You are unique. And when you are communicating, your voice is unique. It may sound like someone else's own, maybe your dad or your son or your daughter, a family member, and there's a similarity, but still, your voice is unique. So your prayer is unique also. So prayer, can, like I said, is a conversation between man and God, but not only between man and God, prayer is communication. Let me put it that way. Prayer is communication. Prayer is a conversation between two entities or more. Prayer is a conversation. Prayer is a communication between two entities or more. That's what prayer is. That's what prayer is. Prayer can be weak. Prayer can be, you know, powerful. But prayer must be effective. Prayer has to be effective. And it has to be done right to be effective. So, like I said, prayer is a communication between two entities or more it's a conversation 
between two entities or more. Prayer is prayer between God and man is a two-way communication between the two of them. Now, whenever there is prayer, there should be feedback. Now, the feedback may not come in the way that the communication is given. And what do I mean by that? If I speak to you, your feedback is not necessarily you speaking back to me in words as I spoke to you in words. I can say, go to the other room. And what is expected of you is not to question, is not to say anything, is to get up and go to the other room. That means the instruction given has been received and acted upon. That's feedback. So it's still a two-way street between two. If I speak to my dog, it responds to me. If I speak to a man, he responds to me. If I speak to a woman, she responds to me. If I speak to children, they respond to me. There's always feedback. You may not get the feedback you want, but there's always feedback. There's always a response. Even silence is a response. So what is the power of prayer? The power of prayer is to effectively communicate to someone or something and get feedback from them. The feedback that is favorable, that you expect, that you wanted, which, which made you to initiate communication between the two of you. So prayer is important and we communicate in many ways. So I'll quickly go to the different ways we communicate. Uh, with God, let's talk about communication between us and God. Our words, our communication can be in words. They can be verbal. I can speak to God and say, Lord, thank you for a new day. I thank you because you always bless me. You love me. I know this. I know this from your word. I know this from your written word. I, I accept this to be true. Father, thank you. I'm praying. Good morning, Lord. I'm praying. Thank you, Lord. I'm praying. That's prayer. And if you listen, you can hear God say good morning to you. You can hear him say you're welcome. That's communication between the two of you. So, what should you do? How else should you pray? Just talk to God and expect Him to speak back to you. He may not speak words. You may not hear a, a sentence or anything from Him. You could just get what you ask for. You could see something happen that will let you know that's the answer. For example, if I, if I say, Lord... Um, I really don't know what to do about this problem. I don't know whether I should travel to the place to see for myself or I should send someone there. And you may not hear travel, 
Don't travel. Send someone there. Go yourself. Don't send someone there. You could, you might not hear all of that. You could hear that. But if you don't hear that, doesn't mean that the answer still will not come in a different way. Something can happen that will let you know what to do. That's feedback from God. A non-verbal feedback. A non-verbal reply. A non-verbal response from God Almighty. So you understand that, right? So you can speak to things. You can speak to the mountain and command it to be removed. And the response you want is the mountain being removed. That's what you want. So prayer is part of who we are. Our mouths were given to us to pray, not just to eat. When you are making confessions, it's a form of prayer. When you are speaking what God says, it's a form of prayer. When you are speaking the same thing in agreement with God, you are praying. When you pray, you are releasing words and words are made up of energy. Whether you are speaking to God, speaking to your brother, speaking to your sister, your spouse, your friend, a stranger, a man, a woman. Or you are speaking to situations. You are praying. You are communicating. And you can pray round the clock. You can pray. And prayer takes different forms. It can be intense. It can be done in the spirit, speaking in tongues, praying in the Holy Ghost. It can be done by saying uh, scriptures, speaking scriptures over a thing. That's prayer. You can pray more, you can do more in five minutes of prayer, of accurate if prayer than you would in 10 hours of in, you know inaccurate, ineffective, unscriptural words spoken in you know in prayer as you think why don't you just speak the word of god so prayer is important prayer is part of who we are and one of the reasons why i'm doing this episode is to let you know you can pray in different ways not necessarily a strict or uh you know a traditional way of praying and what do we mean by traditional way of prayer? It's just the way people have prayed. Yes, it is good, accurate, effective prayer. But prayer is not limited to what others have done before you. Prayer is communication and you can communicate in different ways. But for prayer to be effective, there are certain conditions that make prayer effective. One, it must be heartfelt. It must be from your heart. And what does that mean? When I say prayer must be heartfelt, let me tell you something. A lot of people don't know what they want. A lot of people do things to please others. It's not what they really want. So there's a dissonance. There's what they want and there's what others want. In their heart. So there's dissonance. There's no agreement. There's no agreement. So it must be heartfelt. It must be what you really want from your heart. 
So to get to that point, you must settle all dissonance. You must become congruent. You must know what you really want. You must settle all differences. Once you arrive there, aha, then you are going to have the you know the, the focus. You're going to have the energy. You're going to have the release of resources to get what you want. So that's the first thing. It must be heartfelt. It must be congruent. It must be unambiguous. It must be known. There must be agreement in you as to what you want. That's the first thing. So you must know what you want. You must settle what you want. You must settle, this is what I want. This is what resonates with my spirit. This is what resonates with my soul. So you must settle, the, you know, with the God factor. Is this okay with God? Is this okay with me? Is this okay with my environment? Because you must follow the law which says that, um, no, when I say the law, it's written in the law of Moses. Are you getting me now? So, uh, it's the nature of God, really. He said, love thy neighbor as thyself. Love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy mind, with all thy might, with everything you have. So, you must know. So, it must satisfy that. Then, it must be good for you. you. It must be good for you. It must be okay with you. It must be a blessing to you. Do you understand? Then it must be okay for men, for others. That means it can, it, you know, whatever it is you are asking for must not be such that such a thing that hurts others. It must not be to hurt another person. Or else your conscience will not allow it. Your, you may ask for it. You may even get it, but it leaves a wound in your soul. Your conscience you know, it's pricked. So it must be heartfelt. There must be congruence, agreement. There must be a lack of dissonance in you. There must be no division in your heart. That's the first point. Now, once you are able to achieve congruence, once you are able to have that agreement, then the next thing will be it must be continued. And then the second part is made easier because the first part is settled. Once you achieve the first part, naturally you would continue because there will be this surge of energy from your heart. There will be no barrier because all the barriers have been removed. So it flows with greater force, greater force, greater force. You know? Because in Proverbs 4, we are told, Guard your heart with all diligence. For heart of it are the issues of life, the forces of life. So your heart is filled with power. But there are barriers that must be removed. That's why you must achieve congruence. That's why you must achieve a lack of ambiguity. No ambiguity. No dissonance. There must be agreement. There must be congruence you know, in your heart as to what you want. Not that your soul is saying one thing, 
Your conscious mind is saying another thing. Society is saying one thing. So there's all this scattered, uh, there's this diffusion of your focus, diffusion of energy coming from your heart. So you, you have to achieve that. Once you have achieved that, there will be a free flow of energy from your heart. Because your heart will produce the energy you need to achieve what you are called to do. Because God has loaded your heart with enough energy. God, as in 2 Corinthians, it says, God who had commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts. He has shined in our hearts. Romans 5 says, well, God, he said, Hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts. It's been poured forth into our hearts. We have, we have the love of God. God is love. So we have God on the inside of us. So we have a massive storage of energy in our hearts that we need to get out to achieve the things we are called to achieve. And you can't use it for just anything. You cannot use it for evil. So there must be agreement with God. So what the provision of God is to achieve greatness, to do things that pleases God. That's where faith comes from. So you can't say you have faith to do something evil. That's not faith. That's not God faith. That's human faith or whatever, but not God. So once you have a free flow from your heart towards the things you need to do. So a quick walk about achieving congruence is this. There's so much confusion, so much diffusion of energy because there are so many interests, opposite, opposing interests within a man's heart. That's such that some people don't even know what they want again. Some are not even living the life they are called to live. Society has been dictating to them and they don't even know what God wants for them. So they are confused because they have been told this is, this is what it means to be successful. This is great and all of that. Very few actually know what is in their heart that they want to do. Even some people who think they know what they want to do. The question is, who planted that desire in them? Is it God? So that's why you need to go to God and find out what is in your heart. One of the things he will do for you, one of the things consistent prayer does for you consistent conversation communication between you and god what it does for you is that it helps you to identify the impediments uh, it helps you to identify the confusion the dissonance that exists in your heart and helps you to put things in order if you go back to the story uh, of elijah when he challenged the prophets of ba uh, baal the priest of baal the priest of ashtaroth when he challenged them remember at that time, Israel was divided between worshipping God, Jehovah, or worshipping Baal. So, there was confusion, there was dissonance. There were two gods in the country contesting for the soul of the people. So, Elijah came and said, look, you have to make a decision. Whether you're going with Jehovah or you're going with Baal. So, we have to make a decision. So, he said, okay, look, let them set up an altar and put animals there and... Let the true God light the altar of the one he has chosen. So Elijah stood for Jehovah. The priest of Baal stood for Baal. And they tried. There was no fire. And when he came to the turn of Elijah, what did he do? The Bible says he repaired the altars. He set everything in order. He set everything in order. He did it the way God told Moses. 
that the children of Israel should set up the altar. So he set it up. He brought order. That's the first thing. God brings order. Order comes in. When there was order, then they put the sacrifice there. Then guess what? He poured water. Then God answered with fire from heaven. Fire came. Why? Because there was order. There was no dissonance again. The prophets of Baal and Baal had failed. So the people's heart at that point had shifted from Baal to God because they saw that Baal had failed. So no longer were they divided. At that time, when almost the old day they were waiting for Baal to release fire to prove that he is the true God, he didn't do that. He couldn't do that because he was fake. He was a fraud. So the people saw that Baal was fraud, which was a fraud, which is one of the reasons why God set up the showdown in the first place, so that the people can know that Baal is a fraud. So at that time, the hearts of the people of Israel shifted from Baal to Jehovah. So he set the stones in order. He put the, the, the fire, uh, the wood, he put everything there. He put the animals there that he had, you know, butchered and cut into pieces, put them there. Then, because the people's heart now shifted, you have to understand this. You know, Elijah called down fire, he prayed to God, God released fire and all of that. That's cool. But really, what did it for them was that at that point, the hearts of the people had shifted from Baal because they now saw him as a fraud to God because there were two gods in contention, you know, for the hearts of the people. Now, one had been proven false, proven a fraud, a fraudster, a con man. So there was only one God left. So the attention has shifted from Baal to the sacrifice. So there was order. There was a refocus. There was a focus. So the heart of the people was now one because there was only one God left. And the resultant, the, the result of that, their focus, their reshifting of their attention from Baal to God, from two gods to one God, caused fire to fall on the altar. Do you see the importance of removing division, disagreement, dissonance from your heart when you want to pray? Do you see why it is important, why you don't listen to everything? Why you don't divide your attention? You don't divide your focus, your heart? You don't diffuse it by you know, listening to everything, listening to everyone? You listen to funny things? That, we'll talk about that later. But you have to understand, once there is congruence, a lack of ambiguity, focus in the heart, power is released. Fire falls. Energy flows. Once that happens, it will be continued. It will continue to flow. It will continue to flow. Then what happens? It burns everything up that should not be there. It burns everything. Everything that should not be there in your heart, in your life. It brings correction. It brings life. I have come that they may have life and have it abundantly. It will flow. 
and fill up the heart, the man, the woman whose heart is stayed on God, whose heart is focused on God. Once that happens, fire burns. Even the simplest words you speak to God or speak to things will carry that fire. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So, I hope you've learned something in this episode about prayer. I, I can say this, that for those who spend so much time in prayer, nothing wrong with that. You stay there until you get the job done. Many times, for most people, they have, they, it takes a long time for them to achieve congruence. Because in the place of prayer, if there's any impediment, if there's anything uh, causing confusion, diffusing your energy, God helps you to locate it and remove it. That's why in prayer, many times people find out things they have to let go of. God is saying, look, that's the idol, that's the guy that is sucking you up of energy, that's the guy that is diffusing your energy, that's the guy that is causing your focus to scatter so that the energy level is not high enough to get the job done. So in the place of prayer, why it takes long is because there is a lack of congruence, there is a lack of focus, there is a lot of dissonance. Everything here and there. So there's no focus. So prayer allows you to get to the place where you are focused. But the moment that happens, energy flows. Boiling energy. It's That's why some of us can pray five minutes and we get done what others will take 30 days to pray and fast about. Because the length of prayer is uh, to get you to the place of focus, to get you to the place where you and, you and God are in agreement concerning what you are praying about. That agreement is important. So please know this. And one of the ways to get agreement is to study the word of God, to know the mind of God about a matter. So when you go to the word of God, the word of God will begin to show you things that are not right in your actions, in your thoughts, in your thinking pattern. And the moment you allow the word of God to begin to show you those things and you begin to agree with the word of God, those things are removed from your life. Once those things are removed from your life, all dissonance will, will no, disappear. And once dissonance disappears, there's no more ambiguity, no more dissonance, focus is achieved, um, your heart is cool. You know, everything is focused, everything is aligned. There's alignment you are in order. There's order. Once order is achieved, power is released and answers come. So it's not about how long you stay in prayer. It's how long it takes for you to achieve congruence. How long it takes you to achieve alignment. How long it takes you to achieve order in your prayer life. Once you achieve order, job is done. So don't argue with God when he's showing you things that needs to go, people that need to live your life, people you need to walk away from. Because until you do that, you cannot achieve alignment and you can't achieve order. If there's no order, what happens? The struggle continues. 
So I'm praying for you that everything I've shared with you in this podcast, in this episode, will become real for you. You will come into a place of alignment with God, with God's will. And I've told you the way to do that is to study the word and let the word of God expose the things that need to live, expose those things and also help you achieve alignment by giving you instructions on how to go about certain things in your life. And once you follow those instructions, you are able to come into a place of alignment and there's order in your life. And there's no more ambiguity, no more dissonance, no more disagreements. You, God, and your environment agree and the power of God is released and answers come. Okay, so there should be focus, alignment, order in your life. And the word of God will, will help you with that. Stay in a place of prayer will help you with that. But once that is achieved, answers come. Because the power to achieve it, you know, now as free course to flow to get the job done. So that's what it means. I hope you get that. God bless you. So we'll talk more about prayer some other time. Thank you. God bless you. Oh, one more thing I must say <laughs> is this. Forgiveness is another thing because the word of God will let you know, the spirit of God will let you know that you need to forgive certain people and let go of some things you are holding on to. Because until you do that, you cannot come into a place of alignment. You cannot be in order. So forgiveness is important. That's why I said, look, forgive them and let them go. Come to a place of order. Praise the Lord. So I pray for you that you'll be able to forgive. You'll be able to let go of certain things that should go. And you'll be able to come into a place of alignment, a place of order in Jesus' name. God bless you. Father, I thank you for these ones who have heard these words. I thank you for their lives. I thank you for everything that concerns them. And I pray in Jesus' name that they would come to a place of order. They will come to a place of alignment and the, the power of God would flow and destroy everything evil and allow the, the abundant life Jesus gave to them, gave to us to begin to fully walk without impediments without restrictions, without resistance in Jesus' name. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I bless you, who are, those who are listening to this. And I pray right now that order will be the order of their lives. Yep. Order, alignment, focus will be the order of their lives. And they will flow in the supernatural because you have the life already. It's in your heart. The love of God has been shared abroad in your heart. God has commanded the light of, you know, the glory that is in the face of Jesus Christ, the glory of his knowledge. He has commanded it in your hearts. These things are in your hearts already. If you are born again, if you have received Christ, you have received the love of God, you have received the knowledge, the glory of Christ in the face of Christ in your heart. These things are resident in your heart. The problem is the mind. That's why I say renew your mind in Romans chapter 12 verse 2. He said, do not be conformed to this world, but rather be transformed by the renewing of your mind, the realignment of your mind, letting your mind align with God by the ordering of your mind and you will be transformed. That's what it means. So this will be possible for you as you spend time with the Holy Ghost, spend time in fellowship, spend time with the Word. And when you find out the truth, you've prayed and transformation takes place. So be transformed in Jesus' name. Be aligned with the will of God. Be in God's will. 
perfectly so in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. I know it's been a while since we did a podcast, but I thought this should come out. I've been preparing a lot of messages, just not done with them yet. At the right time, I'll release them and you'll be blessed by them. But this one is to go now as you're listening to this. God bless you. Read the scriptures I mentioned. Uh, find a Romans chapter 5, uh, Romans chapter 12, uh, 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 3, 4, especially into 5. You'll find the scriptures there. Uh, read the book uh, in the book of Kings when, you know, the showdown in Mount, on Mount Carmel. Yeah, between Elijah and the prophets of Baal. Find that there. Search the scriptures and find scriptures relevant to this teaching to strengthen your understanding in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have a great life in Jesus' name. Amen. Bye for now.